just a heads up, this podcast will contain spoilers, tangents and almost zero coherence. The third season of True Detective is an American anthology crime drama series created by Mick Pizzolatto. The story takes place in the Ozarks over three separate time periods as partnered detectives investigate a macabre crime involving two missing children. Hello and welcome to episode four of Honest Cops. And me, Jack. (laughs) I have cue cards for you, Jack. And it counts down from three, two, one, not one, two, three. So when you say this, when you see the one, that's when you say Jack. That's the second time I've done that, Tim, and he's upset with me now. Yeah, we started this thing, but we thought we'd use the same joke because it was a banger. Yeah, we liked it. So uh, now you get to enjoy. Yeah, there you go. There you Th- go. This is the perfected version where we didn't get to the punchline yet. So uh, we might throw that at the end. That will keep you waiting. Punchline to this joke is at the end of the podcast. So stay for that at least. Damn straight. So, what was the title called? Of the episode, tell us. The hour and the day. Wicked. The hour and the day, episode four. Halfway in. We're halfway through. We're we're at that point now where it's going to all start. There's going to be... We're, we're going to enter the third act soon. Oh, yeah. The third act of film storytelling. The Damn famous straight. third act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually the that. last. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we're going to... We're going to start seeing some results soon because we saw, basically, more stuff is now coming up. Mm. We're not getting any resolution. No. Eight, every time I every time I end an episode, I always say next week we're going to you know we're going to find out some big news. Yeah, I felt like there were chapters were closed. I felt in a way, but there was way more opened. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I felt this episode re- is. It feels like it's. Uh, it's ramping up to something shutting down the past in one fell swoop. Yeah. 100%. So we've learned a few things this episode. Uh, we start in the church. We start in the church. So Stephen Dorff doesn't like that priest. No, he doesn't. Kicking right off in the car. Not no, a I, fan. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's... Which I didn't really get. Is he just? Does he just hate... I just, I just don't think he's into religion. Yeah, and I think it's meant to juxtapose the episode earlier, where he's like, he's he's putting up with it with a nineteen ninety Scoot McNary. I think it's just meant to kind of shove that he's he's grown as a yeah as a person. Which I did find that the priest was thrown in a bit. Like, okay, are we meant to think this guy might be a suspect now? Did you feel like you came out of that episode? No, I didn't think so. Which because I didn't either, but. It, it sort of felt like it was thrown there because they might have. And it was a bit like, there was a part of me that felt that was a little bit like, I don't know, like we ham-fisted of just like, why are we throwing in another person that isn't going to really be anything more than likely? Yeah. Well, first off, I wasn't even that sure why they're in the church in the first place. Were they, did, yeah, was were the they, church ever mentioned? I, I don't, don't think, really think so. so. I don't think we ever got anything because the second time round they go to the church we did but the first time round that was just how it started wasn't it yeah they They're just, just they were the just there yeah and questioning them and then we cut to then i think after the church we cut to 90s 
with Marash Ali back on the task force. Yes. Happy days with Marash Ali and what is her name actually? I forget what her, the wife is called. The ac- the actress's name. She's Cameron and Jogo. I I couldn't tell. What's her character? Olivia. Amelia. Amelia. Yeah. There we go. So they're having a little bit of a dispute in the kitchen. Yeah. So they're yeah. Not happy. She isn't happy. So it's. So yeah, hey, it's just after Hayes and Stephen Dorff reconnect in the bar, and he's back. On, he's back on the case, on like their, you know. And there's a big, you know, there's a. And he comes back with the good news. Yeah, and he is. Uh, he's he's actually made up. He's actually like excited to be back, which yep. kind of lends itself to uh, the idea that like you know he wants to finish this off. But mm-hmm. he's he's a bit more optimistic in the nineties than he is in than he than you think we are. Like you think he'd be a bit like. Oh, got to do this but he's actually pretty happy to be back feeling Im- yeah. useful I guess yeah yeah in a professional capacity he's happy to be back and Jack's favourite character literally is the worst in this in this scene you see this was one of the few times where I'm gonna shock the world break the internet I actually sort of was a bit like I kind of imagine her frustration See, I'm now the complete opposite. I thought she was just being really horrible to him. She was. Don't get me wrong. She said some dumb shit. But I kind of understood how frustrated... Like, he he was very... Like, just completely ignoring where her perspective was. Which, not that I don't agree with him being right ultimately. But from watching it as a couple's perspective, he, he was having a clangor there. He really was... I didn't think he was having a good argument whatsoever. No. He just basically said, yeah, but my stuff and it's hard and shit. She was just like, you're literally not listening to me. And I was like, mate, you're kind of not here. True. Play, just play the, yeah, you're right card. Just go for it, surely. But the thing is, at the same time, I, I didn't I didn't feel that they were having a an actual conversation, which is part of the, which yeah. is kind of yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching just like, I'm really not sure why this scene is hit apart from to have them two angry at each other because it's not really resolved in a well everything about that scene because then the fight goes up to the bedroom yeah which he turns up the telly for the kids yeah and then quite possibly one of the stranger moments in this show potentially ever is the kids reaction to hearing their parents going out yeah they're just like a little glance at each other like oh I'm they're, so glad they're now fucking and not like, fighting. Yeah, they're probably like, they're having, oh, they're, they're having another bang. Imagine with your sibling being sat there chuffed that your parents are going at it after fighting. Yeah, just weird. What, weird what, like a weird little decision. Is that like someone who's never had a sibling or kids well, reacted that did that scene? Because I don't, who reacts that way? Yeah, no very one strange. Do you know, it was so weird. And the thing is, I don't know if he's done it. This is, this is directed by Nick Pizzolotto himself. So this is, this is straight from the horse's mouth. This See, is, this is where we're getting into what's his backstory? What's, what's going on there? What on earth is a reaction like that with kids where you're going to look at your sister and be like, oh yeah, mum and dad are doing it. Maybe and like, we're getting a third in here. If, Gross. That's really... and that's how it happens, Josh. Um, it was even like you know, like a funny like comedy way. There are kids are like, oh, they're really angry at each other. No, they would, they would, they they were they had a little smirk. Shit, like, mate. They, they, were, like, they were buzzing before that. He is like shows some genuine like excitement to be in it, which is cool because he's he's haven't really seen that from him yet. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't like it. The whole scene or just that his reaction in general. Everything. 
I didn't as in as in it was good narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like as in in terms of watching it, I was like, man, everyone's just coming across badly here. Yeah. Oh yeah. No yeah, one yeah. looks good. I don't. Yeah, but I, I kids don't think... look weird. They've got sexual deviant kids. They're both idiots. What's going? No wonder they're all fucked. Although although there was there was one bit where he talks about where like it did try to throw up a few like anti tropes here where she, Amida goes you know they're in the middle of the argument she goes what are you gonna do and like as an audience like I almost roll my eyes being like is she gonna say hit me then you pussy because I was like yeah. you've seen this yeah, and yeah. he's like I'm gonna cry and like it kind of showed like he everything about that I was just like man these two are weird it, it is weird but I you know I think it was a cool little yeah I'd yeah, say yeah. cool but it was like you know it was a nice little play on like his masculinity which hasn't really like he's very stoic he doesn't yeah. really talk about yeah, his emotions yeah, yeah, yeah. but we kind of learned it's not from a thing like I need to be like a strong man it's just like I'm really not very good at emotions yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, which which you. is nice and like we see it later when they we see their first date we'll go into that later but it kind of stems from that you kind of see like it's a it's a cool little way to uh, very concisely show a bit of her character growth. Yeah, no, by I'm just with having you. the end results. I'm with you. And then we go searching in the community, specifically a black community, which yes. causes Stephen Dorff all worlds of woe because yeah. they don't react to him well whatsoever. No. So this is this is a really this is a really bizarre scene. In not that it's like strange, it's just. It it tries to do a lot, and I think it kind of succeeds, but mm. it goes from like zero to ten in like half a second. It's ridiculous. Zero to ten, so it stays relatively slow. From zero to, t- I mean, you know, not to sixty, maybe. I, I kind of meant ten out of ten. Oh, okay. God, I'm I'm you're all I'm, over I'm, the I'm, I'm doing well with my uh, with my metaphors today, aren't I? With my with my phrasing. So yeah, it go, ramps up. Go in the search of a man with a dead eye. Which really did confuse me for a first few times they were saying it because I was like, "Man, is he just a great shot?" Is he? Just... <laughs> oh, you've been Red Dead. Yeah, I was just like, "Man, go the." De- I was expecting the cowboy, and he... then and then when I clocked probably what they meant, and when he actually Mister Whitehead absolutely shows up, I yeah. was like, "Oh, what?" It's just literally his eyes dead, which you know, a lot of empathy from me on that by all means. Yeah, you've got a dead eye, and one of my eyes doesn't work. Yeah, sad. Did you really see a lot in that character? Was it, was this the first time you really felt attached to someone in the narrative? I was looking in the mirror. <laughs> I was like, "That's me." There he is. I am Mister Whitehead. Which again, everything to do with that character, the dead eye thing threw me, and then the Whitehead bit, just with him having a nice old peppered head. Yeah, it was all very sorted head. Even it was a funny name to call. Everything I was like, did no one go? Should we not call him Mister Whitehead and give him grey hair? Because it makes it sound like and a that's weird, what I thought it was a, a joke, as, like assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you know, like it's like a weird code name. I don't know. Yeah, out of a John Wick movie. Yeah, like yeah Mister yeah. Whitehead, and then like Sam Jackson with nice salt and pepper going on. Yeah, it's very strange. Didn't like yeah. it. It was kind of like I felt like it was definitely trying to be a bit reminiscent of. Um, the first season of True Detective, you know, mm. um, in, when they Fenner remembers, there is like almost it's like a, almost a whole episode dedicated to them doing this big drug bust. He's gone undercover with yep. this racist biker God, gang. Episode's amazing, wicked, so good. And it kind of, I feel like Doesn't it's that have to, the one shot escape. Bit it's like it? an yeah, eight so minute long good, one yeah. shot. It's absolutely insane. That's yeah, very intense. And I felt like this was trying to emulate the same thing, and I felt like it it was cool. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but I just want to kind of think about. Well, I definitely it was. It felt shoehorned. It felt like it ramps up and it's really tense, and then 
but it didn't really serve a purpose of being tense. Well, especially when I felt like with it, with the whole black community really not liking the police whatsoever, which by all means, you know, we can use our heads and clock that that's probably the case in that era. But I don't really understand, like, it's not like that had been a thread yet. No, not at all. Because the problem is with it is that I, I didn't feel like the black community having such an issue with the police and all of those sort of things had really come up before or really doesn't really even really feel like it's going to come up again necessarily no not if it, um so you go in and just be like oh, okay let's see what this is and they make it so clear so quickly that oh they're not gonna like them here and it was just like okay yeah it was it was weird because we'd never like you know they're, they're clearly just around the like you know they're, they're part of the community to an extent basically it's a tra- it's a trailer park and i think has a couple of shops yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Like, like they, like, people work mechanics there, but yeah. it's basically, um, like, it seems like it's a community that has built itself as opposed it's an annexed to community. Any, yeah, from exactly. The town. Yeah, yeah. But it's never been mentioned before. No one's ever been like, we can't go there. No, because, they won't help us yeah. or anything like that. That's why I did think the fact it ramped up so quickly was very strange. Yeah, because I was just like, wait, what? So why they really don't fucking like them? Shit. No, and it had, it was. I felt it was a, it was an interesting scene, and it did it did contextualize what might be like the broader kind of narrative of like race between kind of Stephen Dorff and Marash Ali, but at the same time, it it no nothing really felt um, too genuine about no. the way the way people act reacted. Like yeah, there was the weird like dirt bomb on Dorf. Everyone starts getting their guns out. Although yeah. I did have one of my favourite lines from the episode when Mr. Whitehead asked Detective Hayes how he wears that badge, and then he was just like, "It's got a little clip on it." Nice, I yeah, liked yeah. That, yeah. Line. that was a fun little line. Like th- apart from the 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 actual scene itself, in terms of like you know the it what what happened in it from like a you know what was written down on paper, it's it's a cool it's shot really well yeah, yeah like yeah, it yeah. really does make you feel uncomfortable because this situation is spiraling out of yeah. control and I, I think i think that was my biggest issue with it though is is it does spiral and ramp up so to end so quickly which yeah. just like oh okay that was actually like three minutes in the end that wasn't even really worth worrying yeah. about I, I felt we could have had the exact same scene with the exact same tension and outcome if instead of, you know, 20 black people standing around, mm-hmm. just being just being like stage dressing to be like, you're meant to, you know, Stephen Dorff is meant to feel scared in this scene. Yeah. 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 It could have been, it could have been four people. Mm-hmm. It could have been four neighbours and yeah, it would yeah. have served the exact same thing. Yeah. That this weird mob forming. I, it was... And that was the thing. And I think unless we'd been given something to believe... That that was such a big yeah fear all along that they might have been kidnapped by someone from that community, but oh. it was just sort of a thread that they decided to go on. Not even that. Say we had um, that, like that would have been way more. That would have been like make it whole more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But even if we were just got a morsel, you know, we have like the kind of uh, career political career politicians and detect and like police officers. Mm-hmm. Even if in, you know earlier in the season they've been like they'd mentioned. Yeah, something. to someone else yeah. that like we've got to send a couple 
boys around there to the um, yep. to the trailer park because they're causing you know those people are causing trouble again. Mm-hmm. Then when we got there and we could understand like the animosity that the people in that community had towards the police, then that would have been that would have made a lot more sense yeah, yeah. and we would have felt a genuine reaction because now instead of you know what we can assume was you know at the time pretty pretty shitty but pretty matter of fact it's just like rampant racism in the deep south in the 80s yeah yeah especially from the police yeah and if we had just a bit of that we could really understand why it was important that you know Stephen Dorff and Marasha Lee uh, react the way they do yeah yeah I think I think those two once again they're, they're, they're so good in this show mm-hmm, yeah and Stephen Dorff really comes they both come across as just like there are some situations where m- us two being partners is problematic yep because like we've always got each other's backs but at the same time th- we live in we live in this world we live in and we have very little say about how we're perceived and in yeah, that yeah. scene, like Marash Ali, we spend a lot of time in this, but I think it does it does lend itself later in the episode, and kind of it about the show, yeah, and how it t- deals with race as well, which hasn't really been a huge issue. It's kind of been peppered here and there, mm-hmm. which I think is a good idea to be honest, because it would be yeah, it's definitely been less of a thing than I was expecting it to, even yeah. though it has been there, which I which I think is is good because we wouldn't, I personally wouldn't want. Uh, like a moral tale about racism is wrong because we know racism is wrong yeah. like and i don't think it would serve a purpose to re-examine and like prove especially not when you've got eight episodes to crack a case yeah it's and like it, it eyes on the prize so i guess you know it does build up tension and go down but i guess mm. the other thing was would be is this part of the whole plot in yeah, which yeah. case it would be a different show yeah i'd yeah, probably yeah, watch yeah. that show but it'd be a different show yeah 100 yeah, percent. and then we get to josh's favorite bit that he's tried to throw in about a thousand times already i can't wait to say it his son is a fireman oh, <laughs> bollocks josh you got it wrong every fucking time marshall's son is a bloody police detective Cyborgs after all of this policeman. good for him there we go you got it out while he sips on his tea Mm-mm-mm. Come on, you wanted to talk about this so badly. Spill the tea. Oh yeah, that's that's what it's called. Wig. Yeah. Yeah. So his son's a cop after all this. Yeah, which we didn't know. I don't think. No. Did no, we no, decide no. that in the first cut? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned. Yeah. I think the only thing mentioned about him is that he was an athlete, but I think that might have been in college or something. Yeah, because then that does mean that the sort of weird theory I had initially of like oh maybe the son's gonna dive in in like a jokey way i'm like oh he quite literally can in a completely professional capacity oh yeah it could be it could literally his job too it it could at some point just be his job yeah which i'm almost wondering if that's going to become very much the case going forward because i do think he mentions that in 2015 the case is in fact still open yeah there there is a brief mention um when they're in the police um station when um, rush ali goes to visit him Mm -hmm. uh, at work he kind of mentions his year-old director here or or the director or someone who's part of like a case yeah yeah and i think it's implied it's this case but maybe it's not it it, it wasn't super clear yeah yeah but i think that might have that might not have been uh intentional i think it might have just been just not not the f- actual focus of that scene yeah, yeah. and it might have, i think it was like if it was it was two or three lines yeah 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 that kind of was like stuck at the very end of the conversation yeah yeah but um that scene that scene was pretty good uh i i liked the the dynamic they have and when they're kind of dealing with his kind of 
you know, with his illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he's having a clear day. Yeah, yeah. Which is I, and he kind of does take. He kind of takes it. He kind of like accuses him of like you could you could get on the bus and you could get lost, and he doesn't go. I'm fine. I'm fine. He kind of goes. He he's very uh, rationally Sorry, he's he's very mm-hmm. like. Nope, today's a good day. Like I have my notes. I have like a but a spe- you on speed dial. Yep. And I thought, what a what a well designed little bit of writing to stick that in there, just so we know, like this is now everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think it's important to address that because it just you know it 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 just means that whoever wrote the script or the researchers spoke to some people, yeah. and that's you know, and that that's all good in my book. Yeah. Uh, what you know, that's that sign of a good good bloody tv show and also shout out to the son who is an absolute fucking unit he's he is huge. a big boy rashali's old person acting is very good though yeah yeah he, yeah. he, <laughs> he comes across as an old man yeah he, he feels about 78 yeah you reckon because it's hollywood and all that there's probably about six years between them in yeah. Reality. <laughs> yeah but that's like, always the case it's yeah. like did, did you know that uh uh the mother who plays um the mother in home alone is actually two years old than macaulay culkin when they filmed yeah she's actually 11 like i would not be surprised to find out that the son's actually like 34 (laughs) and marash ali's 46 or something no not even that like 41 exactly like he plays his dad superbly and like you feel like that's his dad yeah you feel like there's a complete generational gap between them yeah and he is just not like with it sort of a thing that's all done superbly yeah and but you know he like uh, we kind of see later like how he writes and things like like he has an old typewriter and everything but he still uses yeah. a phone like he like he's not he, he knows like what a computer is yeah he's like my dad where it's like he's there but he's not really there it's one of the tech it's like yeah I'll, I'll use it when, when it's useful but I'm not going to invest my year I'm yeah. not going to invest my like my, my the last years of my life learning how to use Adobe yeah yeah exactly no yeah, need for that. that yeah he doesn't need to it's 2015 he's going to die soon so yeah um, he has he has an interesting line in uh, that conversation at the at the police station. He goes, oh yeah. He's like, oh, "Dad, are you sure this is a good idea?" He's like, "I'm trying to remember the story. I'm trying to remember my life." And I thought that was quite cool because, like, uh, quite cool, quite revealing mm-hmm. because it shows where his, what he kind of sees his life being about. The two are interchangeable. Yeah, exactly. Sure, I, 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 I think I think that line's repeated again. I think it's by. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think we're now. Um, we're now pretty sure like this is this is like a kind of a bullet point to a little thread that like this is probably like that this is the last thing that Marashali feels he has to do in his life yeah which which again because I think it comes up potentially in the fight scene with when they're in the kitchen between the wife and Marashali where he does uh, she he does say something like I don't want to keep reading about how much I fucked up which okay again is something that I thought was an interesting tidbit of like what he really does take his case this case and the fact he hasn't solved it very personally and yes. that it was on him yeah which because that would have been in the 90s as well so I imagine we've probably been aware well I guess no there could still be something to come up but we've seen a lot of that time period now and I still don't think it's necessarily got to anything that really highlights a huge error on his part. No. Well, yeah. I think I think the error happens in 85. If I'm correct in my assumption that there's an event that happens down in 85, mm-hmm. that's when it all goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, we are joining our old pals again as they team up. They're back on they're back on the case in 1990. Mhm. 
Purple Haze and Stephen Dorff, Stephen man, Dorf, bad who, guy from Blade. Who is his name is Roland, and I'll probably say never say that again. Is his name Roland? Yeah, I think it's right. Ro- yeah, fuck, I've never even picked up on no. that. No, wow. But then, because they have the meeting with the Attorney General, I believe is the station, which is the guy, isn't it, that gave up the thing on TV that they yes. really didn't want them to. Yeah, yeah he, so he's been fucking promoted. Yeah, because before he's he piece, walks he's in, he's a shitty guy. Because for what he walks in, Rasha Ali's walking around seeing how decorated fucking Stephen Dorff's career is. Yeah. It's crazy. So Stephen Dorff is now Lieutenant Dorff. Yeah. In yeah. 1990. So he's done well for himself. He really fucking is somehow. God yeah. knows how. But it's not like he, it's not like he, uh, you don't get a feel he's like, uh, you know, fucked his way to the top. No, you it's do. It's been 10 years. I, I do think they actually do a very good job of making him seem more mature. Yes. In the different time periods. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's, he is an interesting character to see him not developed if you know what yeah. I mean like yeah, you yeah. don't you don't see how we got there but you like he well, just and, seems like a good guy and of course he did actually ask the son I realised we forgot to mention he did actually ask the son to find out where he is or if he's even alive yes he did oh yes so uh, yeah in in the previous scene so we might see so we might 2015 be, Dorf which can you imagine how Punished bad that hairline's gonna be he's gonna be big bald bastard oh, gonna or be he's gonna be like he's gonna have like a big horrible like uh some like he's gonna like be leathery skin like oh yeah like big out in the florida sun yeah, on the yeah, beach, yeah. retired like, like a like a big toupee or something on yeah 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 or he's gonna be like in a wheelchair with uh oxygen up his nose mm-hmm. yeah one of the two i'm guessing yeah and because in the meeting with the attorney general we t- we hit, get a bit more insight into where hayes has been no. this whole time and it hasn't been in a good place no he's had a stunted career is a jab thrown at him by the attorney general yeah which is thrown in as like that's a shame in it you dickhead yeah so um he definitely like in that scene and it's been some time since Hayes investigated yeah so Hayes has done something and I'm guessing this probably wasn't 100% a racial thing it sounds like Hayes probably actually did fuck something Again, up he's way too hard on himself if it is if, if this is all just a race conspiracy he's bizarrely hard on himself yeah, for that. yeah like, he's, he takes it very personally yeah he's like I, this is all my fault but because um, he's been in public information which I don't know what that means but it sounds dull pencil pushing it's, prick it, it sounds fuck the public information people it's yeah it that's sounds someone like who bullshit. just lets you know it's going to snow outside and make sure you don't slip oh is that what it is i think so uh, might be wrong but it, let's just say that, it is that makes sense to really hammer home the point he's a fucking loser yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking waste prick um yeah and and uh i don't know who the other guy because he's with the attorney general and someone else who i'm going to say is the sheriff yeah we he looks may have like seen a before I, I i does he even really have a proper line in it he's just sort of there to back up the attorney general going yeah fuck you pal yeah basically yeah he he, he has a he does have a uh like quite a hard dig for someone who just who hasn't said anything the whole scene yeah. he's just like yeah make sure you don't uh tarnish the lieutenant's illustrious career it's like yeah. it's like you in proximity to this man will ruin him yeah 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 he exactly. will ruin my lieutenant yeah and um and my of course, captain they're, they're completely set on because we've not seen who it is yet but someone is away in prisione and they are not interested in trying to find out whether they've got the right guy because they're convinced they do yes whoever they have they're like that is him this isn't what the case is being reopened for it's that, to find her well that's what um that's what the attorney general wants mm. But uh, these these two. Then we guys... get a fun little moment 
which is nice because there's a, there's um we'll talk about this there's another scene that I that kind of links this together but you do get the thing that Stephen Dorff is he's never in the right position yeah because he he's he always wants to back Marash Ali yeah but at the same time he can't at every opportunity be like listen this is my partner he's the best man you ever he's a he's the best man who's ever detected yeah, yeah. anything which he does say in front of people yeah but he can't he's never aggressive and he's never like he can never just stand up for him uh you know he can't die on that hill which i think is interesting because i think if you'd said episode one that Stephen dorf might actually end up being the more composed out of the two and the one with the ability to just realize more when and where you don't say things never would have believed you never would have fucking believed it and yet here he is just being like yeah fuck those people we ain't doing that we don't say it to them but also this is our job yeah we can't just piss on our boss's feet and tell him like <laughs> it's gravy here's the gravy you ordered sir <laughs> would you like some mashed potatoes i with think that's that? what they do in the south they have feet massagings in gravy is it like that tubs uh, of gravy oh, nice I just want to keep saying the word gravy do you reckon it's warm do you reckon it's lukewarm yeah 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 it's a nice temperature is it, is it on a big simmer yeah and the moment you take your feet out you're like oh they're cold now <laughs> <laughs> these little piggies are cold and up. I do have a note that says I wonder where the limp came from dun 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 does he have a limp yeah Who's a Stephen really Dorf? noticeable limp Oh, do you know, An I incredibly noticeable limp, you dumb prick. <laughs> it's literally like, where has this limp come from? This is so weirdly like thrown in your face of, look at him, he's limping. Did you not see, did you not, did you not hear the lines? Like, Marash Ali, have you noticed my limp? I've developed a limp. And then he walks around and then Marash Ali laughs at him, going, like, look, look at you that cripple limp. boy. That like, jump the limp? Bad hairline and a limp. Man, you're fucked. Cool. Now let's go crack a case. And then looks into the camera and says, wait till you see 2015, dwarf. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Which I think, without saying anything, because we're going to get to it, but I think we know how we got the limp. No, you're looking at me blank. For real? For real. Anyway, let's carry on. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll Stop looking it. at me confused. Oh, yes. yeah. Jesus, man. You're with it today, aren't you? A game. You're carrying this one, my man. Yep, which is depressing, because I'm not good enough. <laughs> um... So then we go on to what, which was a scene that just fucking bored me to death. The church? The church. Yeah, I, I didn't understand why we were back there either. I'm glad you're the same with me on that. I was like, what the fuck is this church thing about? This? Which, because like, the only fun bit, a little bit, is when Stephen Dorff goes on the pole. And uh, 1990... Mm. I think that lady he talks to is yeah. a picture on his desk. Yeah, which is I, cute. I thought that. That's I was his like, wife. That, yeah, cool. Okay, good. I'm glad. I did think that was her as well. Good. Because I thought it looks like a young picture, so I thought it's like maybe that's his daughter, but clearly it's a picture from like. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, she yeah. couldn't be his daughter. Good for. Well, yeah. The picture, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, when you saw it, I was like, that's weird. But yeah. Then yeah. you get it, so it's cool. And then the priest really wants Marash Ali to confess. Yeah. Which, which, again, I was a bit like, what are we doing here? is uh, why why is this like because that felt like that scene went on for way too long i feel like i feel like he was like you sure you don't want to confess like seven times i feel like yeah i feel like this character of the priest definitely in the original script and maybe when they were still filming had a had a bigger part and it's like it's been edited out because it didn't lead anywhere i can't believe this was the first time we were meant to be seeing him like in this episode because like 
it's not there's necessarily rapport there, but it, it really does feel like this should be more poignant than just like, because the whole way through, I'm just like, man, this guy's so weird. Yeah. Why is he so weird? Yeah, and this could have been, this could have, I don't know the details of the scene, but I feel like nothing new was mentioned here. I feel like they could have done the two church scenes. Yeah. Maybe in one. Yeah. Because like, even as an opening, I felt like this was maybe the weakest opening of like, oh, yeah. this doesn't seem interesting almost off the bat. And just like, you know, they've they've done this shot a few times um, where they both go into a room full of people from the community and they go past the perimeter scowling at everyone. Yeah. And it's just like, they did that in the like, the... The, um, the weird sort of like Community centre thing, yeah. 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 And that, that was like, choose what, like... Like I did, yeah. I, we definitely need to see another one of those, did we? No. Where that was just complete. I was just like, yeah. Other than like her smiling, yeah, and like maybe that character becomes a bit more important for whatever reason. But that's that's about that's me being very generous to that scene. Yeah. Of like, we've seen them. Like, we don't want to see them keep doing this in every sort of large town meeting. There yeah, is exactly. Going. Like at the medieval fair. Like, can they? Does it take them like four hours to go to the supermarket? Do they like every time they walk yeah. into somewhere, they have to go to the opposite sides of the room and slowly walk up and yeah, down yeah, yeah. while they do something menial? <laughs> like that'd be a good montage scene. Different seasons and all that. So in some they've got coats on, <laughs> others they've got sunglasses. They got shorts. Yeah, yeah, Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> it's just them. That'd be very fun. Um, tell a lie. That wasn't the most boring scene for me. The first date. This was the most boring scene for me. Sexual chemistry, meow. 101. Burning up this restaurant. Now, I feel like we're being hard on this episode, but I think it's justified because there is so much interesting stuff that that we want to see. Yeah. And we're not... It's not... I don't think anything here is lending itself too strongly to any of the plot points in the show. Nope. Like, because I, I definitely got to the end of this going, man, episode five is going to have to be super strong for me from start to finish. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be like, great, so this is episode 4.5. Yeah, exactly. Like, because so much of four did feel like it was a bit like, okay, this is like, I guess it is the halfway point and a lot of it probably will pay off. But I just, when, when, I, th- when I think of this show, and I don't think it's... I don't think no if this is completely fair because they are different stories but I can't help but compare it to True Detective Season 1 yep. which had which had really good pacing mm-hmm. and it used its middle episodes it used episodes uh, uh, 4 and 5 to really s- like uh, tail end one thing mm-hmm. and it'd be like now we're on go even mm-hmm. though it still things happen all over the place yep. you felt that by this point, we had something tangible to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot. Of, you know, we, we won't talk about season one so much, but I just always think that that is a good caveat. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing, though, I just thought of: How did you watch season one? Did you block it? I did. See, I I just thought of that because that was how I watched season one. And I so, wonder how much of a role that plays. I think. Do you know what? That's probably. You, that's probably a very good point. To be honest, very good point. Yeah, we Netflix styled it where we just binged it. I think I did it over two days. Yeah. And I've I've probably watched that season eight times. Not yeah. con- not 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 like I haven't started it and ended it because uh, just because I've you know I've written about it. Yeah. I've watched every scene so many times in different orders. So yeah. yeah. 
I've, I've got a good me- I've got a clear memory of everything but I, I don't feel I'm getting the same energy not yet not from this episode not from this episode because I did enjoy the line though of when she didn't want him to bring the office to dinner with him she was like I'm sorry I don't want to bring up work at dinner and I was like yeah you won't be saying that in a couple years you won't be saying that tomorrow yeah because you'll just be fucking doing it every day in your stupid book but yeah that's that scene that scene why are they so why is he so socially inept just because because he is he's just because he's you know he's he's clearly still young yeah everything about that scene I was a bit like make him a bit better than this I'm watching him like he's a bit more poundage in his belly away from being like a neckbeard weirdo yeah and I same thing with the church same thing with a few other scenes this, this episode you're not giving us any new information you know instead of the date the yeah. date could have been shoehorned it could have been cut in half and put on put in around the same time yeah. or not even involved when they have like their drink at the bar where he's awkward and then they have the weird walk in episode 3 where he asks her on the date which yeah. is awkward yeah yeah and I felt like I don't know if this I mean this could just be us but I don't yeah by it, all means I just don't think that when they're writing this people like we care so much about this part of the story no like I know we want the best of the best and we like we like it sounds like we want a highlight reel until like we have a big action scene which I kind of do which at at this point I would love mm. but going up like after this point in the episode I do think everything Picks gets every, everything gets a lot better Definitely the scenes does. are more concise everything has more of a purpose we have silly Billy Scoot in his bar fight yeah which is a great scene yep yeah I like I like a lot of what happens in that I like that we get far more of an understanding of why and how him and Stephen Dorff would have some variety of rapport with each other yeah I and enjoy his remorseful use of some bad language yeah so uh, he still very sad for him super super going sad going through it he's in a bad way bless him he's had a hard time like he Scoot Maneri gets drunk gets in a bar fight and goes picks him up on the way home, Stephen Dorff is just like, uh, sorry, Scoot Maneri is incredibly depressed for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's just he just complaining, and he uh, and he he drops he drops a hard R mm. on from Rasharali, mm. and Stephen Dorff doesn't get angry, and he doesn't get like he doesn't really react overly to it no he doesn't he doesn't yeah that's he doesn't really I enjoyed react. his line what is it he says it's like he's been called far worse by people who mean it yeah something like that and I was like oh I like that line that's yeah. a fun line and Scoop Maneri is like super apologetic and like I think that said more to the like the casual racism of the time when people just like people would just drop it wouldn't they yeah. it would just be a thing yeah geez but uh lucky scoop and he's Maneri. clearly a decent guy really oh yes and scoop Maneri is like oh like incredibly apologetic but not like mm. overly it's like oh sorry didn't mean it man he's just proper like that was a, what a that was so of... not me yeah yeah i've done myself a disservice there yeah i don't want anyone thinking that is me and he's basically like you can you can beat me you can beat the shit out of me if you want and then yeah and then fuck him and get weird um Maybe that's and episode I, five i hope not yeah, I'd be um, Stephen Dorff and Scoot McNary sex scene. It's, it'll be like a, they'll be praying. It'll be like the uh, like a Virgin video by Madonna. Uh, it'll just be yeah. a lot of Christ imagery, candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Two, two, uh, two kind of potbelly uh, <laughs> uh, white guys in a trailer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 
that scene is like t- it basically tells like Stephen Dorff is a very good guy he will stick up for Marash Ali when he can mm-hmm. and um, also Scoop Nair just like you, like you felt that if Marash Ali picked him up mm-hmm. he would have said where's that you know white trash redneck baby killer mm-hmm. cop yeah. you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to say something harmful because he he wanted to be a scumbag yeah, in that scene 100% uh, luckily Scoop McNary is a nice guy then we um, so then we uh, have like our first briefing with the new team in 1990 mm-hmm. now this scene bugged me and I don't know if I missed something right but clearly you see how um, Stephen Dorff got promoted because he's he's a hard ass and he, he kind of throws a bit of a bit of a listen here I'm the boss to um, yeah throws his weight around he does throw his and weight around I kind of understand why so I, I was a bit shocked because I thought like me and him we're best buds Marash Raleigh's kind of being a wang yeah he's being a little bit of a bitch he's, he's just kind of like you know oh I remember this case and, and you know Stephen Dorff straight away is just like we're all in this I'm the boss though yeah because he's in front of he's, it's a room of maybe a dozen people yeah yeah and so he can't be like my old pal here yeah, because clearly, like, he knows he can't be crazy associated as partners mm-hmm. from what happened. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like yeah, distance was a good idea. It's just like yeah, it shows he's a professional, but he's not like um, a pencil pusher. He's like, I am a lieutenant because I get the stuff done. Yeah, and we're going to go about this properly, mm-hmm. which I liked. And that scene was maybe four minutes long mm-hmm. gave us some good information so we learned that the creepy uncle was never arrested he's missing he's missing mm. which means I don't know if he's missing because they were hounding him or yep. whatever but so we, we I like the way that we're, we're process of elimination in it now yeah 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 I enjoyed that which is cool well and he actually he comes up again doesn't he he does yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so while we've got Marash Ali uh, kind of being put in his place a little bit deservedly so we see him in 2015 mm-hmm. picking it all back up. So he goes, um, he decides he wants to find out a bit more. He says, you know, like I mentioned earlier, he finds out, you know, that, that there's still some stuff to this case. So he takes it upon himself to go see the director of the documentary. So what she's got, because he, he reckons that she's doing her own research. Which you would assume for a documentary she probably will have had to and she did she had a nice big file mm-hmm. and the director whose name I can't remember um, but yeah so attractive uh, lady attractive lady mm-hmm. number one in my heart <laughs> a homogenous looking white lady mm-hmm. all about that mm-hmm. slice that up <laughs> um, so Hayes has a bit of a show me mine I'll show yours moment where they want to compare research and we find out that there is some cool stuff. So we've just so in the previous scene, where the uncle went uh, missing, or he they never really caught up with him again. He's been murdered. Fuck, really? I think it's implied he's been murdered. Fuck, I did not pick up on that even remotely. Are you? Are we serious right now? Yeah. Was I looking at Twitter or something? Maybe I, it may- was like I said. It wasn't a long scene. I, I, it was, it was got to the point. So he's dead. Yeah, he was in, murdered in 2015. Well, it's it's never outright said he's murdered, but I think they found him while they were digging up a quarry. So that sounds like someone put him very, very deep it's in the ground. Terrifying to me that I didn't find that noteworthy because I can't find it anywhere. It was only a short scene. Oh wow! Yeah, but like it was it was a good scene because it because it went in, 
got the got the information we needed for the future. Right. Set up, you know, talked about their relationship going ahead, and did the, it was serviceable without being without being flabby, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just done there to be like, now here is information, now scene ends. It was it was a cool scene, and it you know it showed that uh, Hayes is twenty twenty fifteen Hayes has a plan. He's Good. he's actually he's the not man he's, with the plan. He's not being passive anymore. He's he's get, he's getting stuff done. He's yeah. put his boots on the floor. Business mode. And while he is sitting there, he's getting his research done by talking to people and being honest, being like, "We've all got information. We've mm. got to work together." Mm. But I don't can't trust you a hundred percent. Amelia, back in nineteen ninety, about nineteen eighty, is doing the exact opposite and just being a nasty piece of work to the mother of a dead boy. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, this scene was rough. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know the actress's name who plays. Uh, I think her, I think the character is Lucy Purcell, the mother. Mm-hmm. But she does a really good job in this, and she's yeah. she hasn't had much to do apart from like be I'm a drunk mess. But yeah, she yeah, yeah. she performs in this. You you feel it. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And has a uh, has my new um, uh, Tinder bio. I've got the soul of a whore nice yeah put that in repeat that three times yeah yeah put some diamond emojis (laughs) be grand all the matches so what did you what did you kind of think of this uh this kind of scene because this is this is getting to the last few scenes of the show Mm. and everything now is very it 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 feels cold do you know what i mean like it feels it feels like a chill is setting on 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 the show at this point that's how i felt in these scenes i I felt like it was a lot of and i think you got a lot of it in the first one there's no wholesome family fun in this show it's it's very few and far between if that's the ever thing like you just sort of feel this is a very fractured group of people who have been sort of thrown together in this environment and no one's handling it well no one is really the good guy no and yeah, it was it was Stephen Dorff is I think the closest the we close, have to which a is, good guy, which, which is, is fucking weird. nuts because they definitely didn't think that initially. But he was definitely like if if that was if this what we're seeing was like the final script when they cast. Yeah, I don't think we'd have seen Stephen Dorff. No, yeah, because yeah. because I do think as well. Even even for me, even when she shows up at the door with the kids' stuff, I'm a bit like, is this a good idea? Like I know obviously they've said that she was that they talked about her bringing it over and that. But even when she's doing it, I was a bit like, this doesn't feel like something they want. No. Not at this point. Like, it, everything was misplaced. All judgment was wrong. And I just felt the mum made me sad. Yeah. yeah. Both Scoot McNary and her were very good at making me be like, man, yeah, I don't think we've necessarily spent enough time being like shit. No. Which I, th- which I think is good. I think it... Um... It it kind of keeps us in what this show hasn't done a lot, which I which I quite like is just not keeping us from the per, from the perspective of um, Marasha Ali. Yeah, but keeping us away from their emotions and their home life for the most part mm. is quite good because then we get to have scenes like this, which are just like these are you know these are people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of you know being tragic figures of you know a, a, a missing daughter and a dead son, yeah. you know they've it's also just how they're you know then every scene isn't like them two holding hands on the couch after be after freshly cried tears with a hanky in her hand yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they've this is like this is trauma yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. so after we have uh 1980 amelia getting blown the fuck out 
and being called everything under the sun about how much a bitch she is. Bitch. We have um, we go to what might have been the silliest thing anyone in the show has done so far. Native American man with the kids in the cans. Yeah. Silly man. Don't go near my kids. Fucking idiot. Poking bears. Immediately goes Don't near do the kids. It. Fucking knob. Now, bearing in mind, he's not. He has, you know, he's he's not a bad person so far. Well, we we don't actually know that. Actually, we think he might be a baddie, but he doesn't. He, you know, yeah, he probably is a bad guy, isn't he? Really, now at this point. But they didn't know that. No. But anyway, so it's hard to redeem yourself when you have a body of a kid. Exactly. Mm. So, bloody bloody blah, the dad see him immediately and shit kicks off. And yeah, and basically the guy. Rise up the dads. He does, and gets the boys together. We're gonna do some murdering. Don't don't get the boys mm. on you because mm-hmm. the boys are coming. But then we have a scene where we kind of we we slow down a bit in terms of kind of big cool moments and have this l- like nice long scene mm-hmm. that is just like. Well, I'll let you explain. Well, there's just a lot there's a lot going on but I've realised I didn't even pick up on how many people are in it I knew the Vietnamese soldiers were there with their craziness he's freaking out he's not happy tell him about O'Brien yeah so O'Brien um, which I I, I completely, almost completely forgot about O'Brien but he's a cousin yeah he's the cousin yeah 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 he's the creepy uncle which with the revelation of him being murdered potentially maybe does Could- make me think could spell a bit of murder on the cards from yeah. Rasher Ali, Detective Hayes. Maybe he was like a a suspect that that kind of got away, and maybe they're like he's gone off the grid, the bastard. Mm-hmm. But maybe he uh, went off the grid in a more permanent fashion because he crushed his skull in with his bare <laughs> hands. I hope that's what happens. He just ripped his head off <laughs> in 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 Hayes rage. But you seem to get a lot out of this scene. Yeah, I. I just thought it was really well shot and like the Did way look very very cool like the way um like the kind of the actors who were playing like his like um his kind of what would you call it? like not hallucinations of these Vietnamese soldiers yeah they did they did it in a really cool way where they it was obviously we know when they're shot they're there but it really did feel way more than like a ghostly apparition or something it felt a lot more like they were in his consciousness yes. at that time and there was just it really gave the impression of his crowded memory yeah. and what was going on in his mind and it, it didn't feel like they were you know they didn't feel like they were scary ghosts because he, no. he he basically turns around and like go away please I'm yeah. busy yeah yeah and he walks around through them um, like like they are in the way yeah which I liked because it would have been it's like a lot of it's like what I think they're doing quite well in the show is that they're not they're introducing an idea which could be used really easy as a trope mm-hmm. and not doing so and yeah, I yeah. think that is you know it's it's very easy to go on about the things that we didn't like in this episode and kind of very hard to, to talk about for a long time what was so good mm-hmm. but I think the way that they're kind of uh, treating his when he has these kind of hallucinations I think is a blanket term but mm-hmm. is really um is a really interesting and novel approach and uh it's you know there, there's maybe about a, it looks like there could be 20 people in the room and most of them are vietnamese soldiers but a few of them are just uh 
Average Joes. Easter eggs. Well. Mario's there. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> really threw me. <laughs> Can you spot them? That would have been trivia. Uh... Yeah, if you uh, if you like this podcast, you can jump on and in the comments section, f- name all the uh, extras you can find in that scene. <laughs> there'll be a, there'll be a prize for the first person who can send us the names of all fifteen of them. But what we now we go on to some actual meaty detective stuff in the next scene, mm-hmm. in our penultimate scene, where um, the rowdy teenagers. They realise that he's been messed with the bike. Now, I which we re- did know. Which we, yeah, which the audience knew the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was cool because yeah. when we see it, we we get the ideas like that. That it's never framed like they did anything to the kids. Yeah. It's just like they found the bike and were dicking around with it. Well, that's why I was almost surprised that it was still news at that point because I was like, wait, that didn't even fucking come up again after that. But yeah, I enjoyed that. That because I did think that scene at the time was key. That they were so clearly around the campfire on yes. their bikes, which, um, which, like I mentioned earlier, that the where our perspectives it does it it mm-hmm. is a little bit inconsistent with what we're seeing and what we're not seeing and who knows what. Yeah, but uh, also it's it's how we you know double double make sure that they have Lucy Purcell's uh, Lucy the, the 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 missing girl. Mm-hmm. It's how they got her prints in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I wrote down just before this mm-hmm. I was like how do they get a prince yeah and realised they, they did manage to get prints off the bike so nice. that's cool yeah, yeah 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 and they find the prints of one of the, the of a bunch of scuzzy teenagers damn straight with their fucking purple car their purple and their long sweet, hair sweet and their black car. sabbath oh, and their dirty devil music scum and he nearly makes them piss himself yeah which is quite fun um more 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 detective uh, Hayes just talking about uh, people being raped, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Yeah, yeah, he really does bring that up a lot. Um, my, my, I like the line: um, if uh, you know you're going to jail, and you better train your, you better train your ass as an entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know some brothers uh, inside will tear your guts up real good. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I don't think we've really mentioned this, but he does do a few of these lines, and every time Stephen Dorff is like. Why do you keep talking about prison rape? And yeah, he, yeah. Marshall just kind of smirks it off. And he's yeah. like, seriously. Well, we even at the first date, we got the dick holster line. Oh, yes. Yeah, there we go. He, he's, he's all about the metaphors. He doesn't like the word pussy. No. He prefers dick holster. Yeah. Which, once, like what you said before, he is he is literally a neckbeard away from just being. Oh, a lot average, of this show, if yeah. you change in the actor, if this is like, if they creep up someone like Seth Rogen a bit. This is a very yeah, different show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that he's such a handsome, wonderful man. If we had, we're um, just like, oh, he's he's so shy, isn't he? But in reality, it's like, dude, this guy's kind of weird. If uh, I can't remember the actor's name, you you might know. You know, uh, if Marash Ali was replaced with Paul Dano, I do know who you mean. If you just replace Marash Ali with Paul Dano, then this go. would be a very, very, very yeah. different TV yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And um, so, yeah, in the. So one of the people in um, in Marash Ali's uh, Vietnamese dream is looks very very similar yep. to the long haired boy mm-hmm. who has a bloody big bullet hole in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting 
a few different threads that Marasha Lee might have just broke down one day yep. and done a few murders. Yeah, which it really is. You know, I can fucking completely forgot I'd even clocked that. But yeah, there was a bunch of times, and that being the big one, where I was like, he goes on a fucking spree at some point, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes on a murder spree because he's just fed up of getting fucking nowhere with anything. I'm assuming he must do it in a way that he doesn't actually get caught for it. It's probably like... Oh, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know, I reckon I reckon he gets away with it. I reckon, yeah. I reckon, based on what I've seen, I don't think he spends his life in prison at any point. I feel it's, it's going to be one of those things like, for fuck's sake, which did, which did make me think that there is going to be some sort of scene of him probably answering for something he's done because it is going to be quite serious in the end yeah. and not just him being like oh no I was a bad guy in a case I didn't do enough it's going to be oh no I literally fucking murdered people who probably didn't need to be murdered and it's probably one you know, probably a situation where the police are like technically this is a crime but the police look out for their own yeah so. you feel like Stephen Dorff might hook him up it's and like, maybe that's why they're not even sure if he's still alive because he's just like man I can't speak to you anymore yeah you fucked up pal you keep fucking up yeah stop killing people for Christ's well, sake it's literally what we're trying to find out people doing so we can stop you're adding you're adding to our j- list of jobs <laughs> um, which comes to our final scene and did we mention the CCTV go on Does oh yes 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 so that is a bloody big thing yeah God, we love just missing her out, we do, don't, don't we? we? We don't like bringing her up at all on this anti-feminism podcast. The, whole, the, 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 the main person that they're trying to find yeah. in this show, we We've just like, completely not, forgotten not about that important, twice to be honest. even bring up. Um, so we do find out that she is alive and kicking in 1990. Yep, which I did think we'd, we'd probably need that CCTV yeah. scene in that episode. Nicely put, just like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's back in the flow. He's he's um you know very much the way him and Stephen Dorff were operating in 1980, like very methodical. Yeah. What that we know of, I mean, apparently it could all be absolute toffee. Yeah, by all means. So we get to the last scene, and now I'll just caveat this, as you can see from my notes, all I've written in big letters is "fuck you." Yeah. Because when those credits roll. That's wicked, though. That that yeah. was almost made that whole episode for me worthwhile. Where I was like, "Fair fucks, no." Do you know? Give well, it to you. Well do done. You definitely got me packed for next week. Which means if next week doesn't open with crack with literally slam, someone's fucking brains blowing out, I'm going to be fuming. Well, it's got to be all the dads are fucked. All those dads are fucking yes, please. That's all I want. Surely, like, there's no scenario where they make it out of that. He uh, must be dead as well. Yeah, I, I hope we get to see it all play out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe they'll do a fun slow mo. I, I, uh, I, Michael Bay style. I think. I think. Uh, in the next episode, I think we'll see the scene play out from the detective side. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we get to see like a lot of cool stuff happen, but we're not like in the trenches. Well, and I'm assuming that's where the limp came from. Yeah. Was some sort of fallout. Yeah, of yeah, of course. Because that. that was that was a hefty limp, yeah. and I can't believe they would have thrown that in but also, with an explosion. So uh, yeah, basically, uh, all the dads are coming for the Native American guy, and he has literally got a small militia's uh, worth of oh, guns yeah. and ammo no, and yeah. claymores and bloody grenades and stuff. Fucking loves it. Booby and an AK forty-seven. Yeah, got a few of them. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So, in the episode, end of episode three, we thought body child in a body in that sports bag child in a body opens up the uh sports bag and it's full of guns 
Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, I wanted yeah. to wait till you talked about this scene. Yeah. God. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You're right. But yeah. he carries Sleepy, it. But the thing see. is, he carries it like a child. Yeah. So I don't know. Because they are his babies. All <laughs> named. That's what, he's he like breastfed them. He's like your children left you. He's like, no, they're they're here all the time. <laughs> my guns are my babies. <laughs> Make daddy proud. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, the thing is, he carries it and. The, the the body the, the the bag sorry he originally carries he carries it like a like it's a body bag mm. and it has the weight to it mm. and it doesn't feel like it's full of loose stuff so I don't know if that's like a red herring for yeah. us or it's something else mm. I really don't know at this point like yeah, yeah, speculation yeah. is it's that or the other like there's there's nothing else to mention because yeah. I, I did wonder because I actually do have that in my notes and I just completely fucking ignored it mm-hmm. about the bag I still did come out of that thinking the explosion is what leads to whoever that is that he's just either got multiple bags yes or the explosion leads to There's them finding sale. that yeah 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 exactly he's like two for one yeah I need two things for bags so sweet I didn't like the body or the guns I had to make a choice and then uh, he no, gets there and he's to. like no I fucking don't even need to it's wicked but he's like Do these are uh, these pack could I fit a small child or a small cache of uh, <laughs> rifles in here? Um, yes. Yeah, four litres <laughs> worth. Can I pay you in cans? <laughs> <laughs> Just gets the kids together. <laughs> Go on, throw them at her. Come on, I've, I brought these 11-year-old girls. Uh, they help me with things. And in return, I give them money. <laughs> I'm the good guy here. I, it's not my fault. I miss my kids is Vietnam all. Vietnam did it to me. <laughs> And that's how we end. Basically, he's got a claymore, which I which I realised. I googled it afterwards. Claymores do literally say this 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 side facing enemy. Yeah, on the yeah. Front. Never played Call of Duty. No. Oh, dickhead. Um, and then we end with literally the millisecond before it all kicks off. Yeah. Do we see a slight reaction from Rash Rally? A slight pushback? Do we? I think we see a slight ah, like cool. him going. Urgh. Cool, cool, cool. A little millisecond of it, yeah. And that's it. That's, that's a lot. That's our episode. You fuckers. Um, normally we kind of talk about theories and speculation, but I think we've we've done a pretty good job explaining our thought process on each thing. I think today. we have, and I think I think it's only fair to mention to our dear gentle listeners that we've had a mare with this one today. Technical oh. difficulties up the wazoo. I mean, mate. last week I managed to spill coffee on my crotch about three seconds before recording. Yep. And we've had our equipment cut out like three, four times this time. And so if this one is a bit ropey, be gentle with us. Be kind. Leave five-star reviews. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we make, love you. Make sure you join us next week for what I hope to, to be, be... episode five. An explosive episode five. Crack a slam. See you next week. I think that's what it's called. Bye-bye. Honest Cops is Josh Tomlinson and Jack Gorman. Production, music, and all the dry bits by Josh, and all the funny good bits by Jack. We also find out the son is a cop. No. Yes, I've got it. How could I have written it before? I've got it after, mate. How could I have written it before? You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. You are. I, I, it's, it's literally... Oh, no.